Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is dealing with a growing scandal tonight. It involves what he allegedly told a top official to do about a major company involved in a corruption investigation. Justin Trudeau simply cannot continue to govern this country now that Canadians know what he has done. My job as Prime Minister is always uh, to stand up for good jobs and we're going to do it always and we have done it always in ways that protect the independence of our justice system. This is the place to learn English for Canada. So grab your toque, button up that parka, and get ready to learn English for the Great White North. Hey there, I'm Dana, and welcome to this episode of the Can Learn English podcast. This is your number one podcast to learn English for Canada. My goal is to help you reach an advanced level of English. This podcast is brought to you by the Can Learn English Academy. This is my online classroom where I teach you English for Canada. If you need to take your English to the next level, you can join my classroom and get access to all of my English courses and any of my future courses. This month's feature course is academic and business writing, and students in the classroom are learning proper sentence structure, how to build a paragraph, writing about data in English. And this course is great for anyone who needs to improve their writing for a language exam like the IELTS. You can also get the lesson notes and transcript for this podcast by becoming a Podcast Plus member. Members get unlimited access to the transcripts, which you can use to dramatically improve your listening skills, improve vocabulary, and improve your speaking. You can use the transcripts to practice the five-step method for improving your listening skills. Now, I explained this five-step method in episode number five, so if you want to listen to this episode, you can go to canlearnenglishpodcast.com forward slash zero zero five. So it's announcement time, folks, and I am really excited that it's spring. We just had the time change. We do it a little bit later in Europe uh, than you do it in Canada. So now where I live, the days are getting longer, and I love that feeling. I remember when I lived in Brazil, it felt so different because you have like more or less equal sunlight throughout the year and so much sun and our winters are fairly cold and dark and gray. So I'm really looking forward to a little sun and spring and summer. So in this beginning clip that you heard, it was from the Guardian News YouTube channel and oh my goodness, scandals happen in Canadian politics too. It sounds like Justin Trudeau might be in a little bit of trouble. And Justin Trudeau, of course, is the Prime Minister of Canada. He's a pretty popular guy, at least internationally, and I think this has to do something with his good looks. Well, anyways, he's not quite so popular in Canada. A new poll suggests that Trudeau could lose the 2019 Canadian election, and this is in the wake of a scandal That suggests Trudeau obstructed the prosecution of a Canadian engineering firm called SNC-Lavalin, and it is alleged that they bribed the Libyan government for contracts. 
And this is a big deal. Nearly 55% of Canadians said the matter would influence their voting decisions in the 2019 federal election. Now, the federal election isn't until the 21st of October, so Trudeau has a few months to try and rebuild his reputation. So I thought an appropriate expression would be to be in hot water. It sounds like Justin Trudeau is in hot water. And the words in this expression, or well, idiom actually, are fairly simple. They're probably some of the first words you learned in English, to be in hot water. The meaning, however, might not be so clear, but knowing this whole backstory about Justin Trudeau might help you guess what being in hot water is, and you can probably already guess it's not a good thing. If someone is in hot water, they're in a situation that is dangerous or where they might be punished. And in this case, the fact that Justin Trudeau is in hot water, he'll probably be punished by not winning re-election. So the origin of this expression, it's not entirely known. I did a little research, and from what I had read online, the best guess is that it came from centuries ago when people would throw boiling hot water over castle walls to fend off any intruders. But then a lot of the images you see when you... Google this idiom is a person sitting in a pot of boiling hot water as if they're going to be eaten as part of a stew or something. So it could have some type of link to being captured by a cannibalistic tribe. Either of these things is not good. So that's where we got this origin of it being something bad. So let's look how at some examples on how to use the expression. So going back to the story about Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau found himself in hot water over the SNC-Lavalin corruption scandal. Or you could say, I'm in hot water at work. I've been late too many times. If she keeps cheating on her exams, she'll end up in hot water. Now for the listen and repeat exercise, I actually want to focus on the word water because the word water is pronounced differently by British and North American speakers. When the T appears after a stressed vowel and before a weak vowel, North American speakers will often make a voiced flap, a bit of a very fast D. So I'm a North American speaker with a North American accent. I can do this one for you. Water, water, water. But in British English, the T is pronounced normally. So I asked a British friend of mine, Halima from Blackboard English, another English teacher, and I'm going to play you her version of water so you can hear the difference. Water. 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 Now let's compare these side by side. Water. 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 And since, you know, in this episode we talked a little bit about Canadian politics... I thought for our Canadian fact and our, and since the 2019 election is this year and our episode involved a little bit of politics, I want to talk about the government system in Canada. And this is going to bring a lot of new vocabulary. So here the transcripts will be particularly useful. So the Canada's government is based on the British system. This means that it's a parliamentary democracy and a constitutional monarchy, which the Queen of England is Canada's head of state, and the Canadian Prime Minister, 
currently Justin Trudeau, is head of government. Now, the Queen does not play an active role in Canadian politics, and her powers are mostly symbolic. Now, if you go to Canada, you might want to go to Ottawa to see the Parliament buildings. Here is where the Parliament of Canada sits. And Parliament means the group of people who make up the laws in Canada. And we have it split into three groups, the House of Commons, the Senate, and the monarchy. Now, the monarchy is technically part of this group, but they actually don't participate in government. So our main two are the House of Commons and the Senate. The House of Commons is made up of 338 politicians that are elected. We call them Members of Parliament, or MPs for short. MP, standing for Member of Parliament. They are all elected at the same time in the Canadian federal election. There are no term limits for MPs. This means that they can serve indefinitely as long as they're elected. And the MPs represent regions across Canada, which are called ridings. So larger provinces have more ridings than smaller ones. So you will have more MPs from more populated provinces. The Senate are a group of 105 individuals who are chosen by the Prime Minister. Senators serve until their 75th birthday, and they can't be fired. In the Canadian political system, the Senate is fairly powerless. So when people refer to Parliament, they usually just mean the House of Commons. Now, Parliament relies on a political party system to make up the government. Canada runs with a two-party-plus system, in which there are two large parties— this makes up the two. They are the Conservative Party of Canada at centre-right and the Liberal Party of Canada at centre-left. And Justin Trudeau's government is part of the Liberal Party of Canada. Now, remember I said it's a two-party plus system. So the plus consists of smaller parties. The largest are the New Democratic Party of Canada, which is further left than the Liberal Party and the Quebec Separatist Party, the Bloc Québécois. And these two are also influential, but they've never been elected to government. Each political party will elect a leader who sets the policy of the party and campaigns for the position of the Prime Minister of Canada. Now, any Canadian citizen 18 years or older can run in a federal election in a riding that they live in. So remember, riding is the political region. It's how the country is split up politically. Now, most people, when they run, do so as a representative of a political party, and they're endorsed by that party. Now, since 2007, the Canadian Elections Act provides for a general election to be held on a fixed date. This is always the third Monday of October in the fourth calendar year following the previous general election. So they happen every four years. And Canada is one of the few countries that uses what's called a first-past-the-post system for all of its elections. In this system, the winning candidate who is, is whoever gets the most votes, even if the most isn't a majority. So the party that elects the most MPs forms the government, which means they pick the cabinet. And Trudeau's cabinet consists of 35 MPs. And these cabinet members are also called ministers, and they're given a portfolio of responsibilities. So these would be things like Minister of Finance, Minister of Health, Minister of National Defense, 
and one person might hold the title of more than one ministry. Now, when Trudeau picked his cabinet, it was pretty significant because it was the first gender-balanced cabinet, meaning they were the same number of women and the same number of men in the positions. The leader of the second largest party is given the title as leader of the opposition, and they appoint a shadow cabinet of politicians to form their party, and they offer targeted criticism to the government of the day. So that is a short breakdown of how the Canadian political system works. It's very useful to know. Um, A lot of Canadians learn this when they go to school, but it's something that most of us tend to forget. I'm sure it's like that for you with your own country. You kind of forget it. So I really did enjoy writing this episode for you. If you want to you know, learn these terms and use the five-step method to improve your listening, you can get the transcripts for less than the price of a coffee and a donut. The monthly fee to become a Podcast Plus member and get unlimited access to transcripts is just $4.99 a month. So I really look forward to having you join us. You get lots of great benefits, including members-only podcast episodes. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, bye-bye.